When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore answered Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaglio. West Ham United. More than just a Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast? Season 9. Wow. Episode 4. Wow. And back is Georgie Georgie. Hello, Hi, Sean. George. Hello. How Where are, are you and what are you doing? Uh, I'm in uh, my house in the Outer Hebrides, as you oh. used to say. Yeah. Um, uh, you're sounding a bit like a robot. I'm not sure if it's just me or if Nigel's having probably anything. just, just your outer Hebrides. Yeah, yeah, just you, I tell you. It's probably just your outer Hebrides. Uh, he had a bit life. of a stutter, dear. Go on. Go on what? Well, carry on. I've got nothing more to say. I think we're just saying hello, won't we? All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, what have <laughs> you been up to? Um, I've been up to uh, playing a lot of golf. Yeah, what handicap are you now? Um, I'm down to about twenty now. Ooh, my oh. level. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, I have to go for the West Ham till I die golf day with Ian Dale and uh, and uh, well, maybe uh, maybe Nigel, maybe not. Well, <laughs> considering I'm the one that organises it generally. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. It won't be happening anyway. then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, just um, living, living life, you know, enjoying living the summer, the dream. enjoying the living summer, the dream. that kind of stuff. Yeah, missed the football or not? Uh, I haven't missed football to be honest. Football missed you, know, you, you, George. I know, probably. Um, the the I enjoyed the cricket World Cup. As I think yeah. we all did. Yeah. Um, watched a bit of the women's World Cup, and uh, what was that? The Ashes, and then uh, oh, come on, women's Nigel! Cup? Come on, Nigel! Come on! We've been, there's been plenty of sport on to keep us entertained. Do you? I mean, obviously, it's the first game without your season ticket. Did mm. was there any tinge of regret when you watched the game from home? On, what what on, do you think? I think no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there was. No, sadly there wasn't. Um, oh, mate! I rolled out of bed 
slightly hungover. Yeah. Um, I was glad I didn't have to get up early to make kickoff at half 12. Yeah, it, was, and then, it was a pig because it was an early kickoff. And then uh, uh, watched us get absolutely pummeled. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can't say and I was the surprised. The was atrocious, but more of that later. Okay. You've already heard dulcet tones of uh, Nigel. Nigel, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed recording a podcast. All right. Okay. Bit late, but better late than I never. I don't think I was late, good. actually. Well, we agreed seven o'clock. No, you it? agreed. I didn't necessarily go along with it. Anyway, it's not very really interesting to our, li- our eight listeners, anyway. Um, we played a game of football, the opening game of the Premier League season 2019 to 2020. Um, I was there. Nigel's there. You were watching from home on in your bed. Um, let's start with you, George, because we haven't heard your dulcet tones for a long time. Um, what was your view of the game? Apart from you just going, we got pummeled. <laughs> um, well, I think a lot of Good people... Good start. Yeah, I think we started well, obviously came out um, positive, good uh, good kind of attitude and lots of positivity around the club um, after what I'd say is a fairly good transfer window. Uh, good. Not excellent, but good. Good, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of all, all went all went wrong. Uh, I think. Well, first, I think generally, first off, yeah, we played quite well. Twenty-two minutes were amazing. We were oh, yeah. we were dominant and in control until they scored. I don't know about dominant and in control. I think it was. We were dominatrix. I'm I'm pretty sure we were. Were we? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, second half we had the capitulation which could have been worse and could have been uh made even a bit better for them by VAR. Yeah, well, we're not going to go too much into VAR because we're going to do that after this to go in a little bit more I detail. Guess, I guess that because Nigel signed into podcast today with quite a uh, anti-VAR VAR. message. Yeah, yeah. Um But we're going to ask you later how it felt with home compared with uh what it was in the ground. But... um Overall, I mean, were you happy with the way Pellegrini set himself up uh, with um, particularly Cresswell as captain and, and left back? Were you? Did you? Would you have picked a different team? Um, would you have cho- chosen different tactics? Um, I mean, I wasn't surprised Cresswell was starting and was captain. Who would? I don't know who else would have been captain. Off the top of my head, Fabianski maybe. I don't know. Um, Four nows on the bench surprised me, mm. but then I understood why Antonio was there, you know, Premier League experience. But, yeah. you know, kind of, it was a no bit. No Yamalenko of, and no Masuaku on the bench, but more of that. Later. I've never heard of either of those players. Do you mean Yamalenko and Masuaku? They're the two. They're the ones. Uh, the, <laughs> the other thing that surprised me was that perhaps um, he started some of the new boys. Uh, I thought there could be a bit of rotation there because of the, the team we were playing. Like but, who? Are you saying you shouldn't have started LA? Well, yeah. I don't know if it would be better to come off the bench. But then again, you know, either way, you don't want them. I don't know. It was a bit of a free hit, wasn't it, really? It was. was yeah, it, a free hit. No one no one expected a win. No. But also, it would have been nice to have just lost 3-0 rather than 5. And it could have yeah. been 6. So, you know. Nigel. You were there. I saw you. Um, I was. 
back in your seats. Um, what, what was your view from the upper gods? I thought we played well in the first half, though we didn't create much in the way of shooting chances. There was a lot of good play in the middle of pitch and some good linking up that was let down by final balls. Uh, there was the chest pass by Alla that that looked pretty, yeah, pretty good, and um, unfortunately, Lanzini's return ball to Alla um, was, was was way way off. So, and then the second half, it sort of I think they stepped it up rather than we were off the pace. Wilshere did take a few clumps, and I think it did affect did. him. I think it did yeah. affect him, and some of the um, took the wind out of him a bit. But, but you know, Man City are that type of team, aren't they? They can just step on the gas um, and, and Pep turn it on. Them lazy. Pep called them lazy in his post. Well, you know, he said the they thing were very is, lazy. He in demands, the first half. doesn't he? He demands perfection. And I suppose when you pay the money and you get the players in and play to a certain system, you know, probably there is a, a, as near as perfection as we've had a team in this country. I still think Barcelona were, were, were a better team under Pep than Man City are, but that's yeah. mainly down to Messi um, and, and the quality that he had there, as well as like the Ineos, isn't it? But, so, so, and then... You know, as you said, we're going to discuss VAR later, yeah. and I'll save my rant for then. Yeah. So let's do a stat attack because I know Can you. Can I just them. say I was disappointed that Allah didn't score. Allaire, because I thought, <laughs> I thought, imagine that all the all the religious people would have been well happy because Jesus and Allah would have been on the score sheet in the same game. Allaire, I don't, I didn't get the joke, and even if I did, I really wouldn't find it funny. Um, stat attack would be uh, 43%. You get right worried, didn't you? 43%, times. shut up, Nigel. 43% to the home team of West Ham United, the Hammers, the Irons, which meant, obviously, Man City, the reigning Premier League champions, got 57% of the possession. Uh, they had 14 shots, nine of them on target. Obviously, five of them went in, well, not four of them, because they got a penalty. And uh, we had five and three on target. I must admit, I don't remember the three on target. I remember two the, were in one go. Well, I remember Alaire doing the sort of was it Alaire doing the bicycle kick, sort of backwards kick to try and get it in that was on target. That's the only one oh, I remember. Pad- no, in the second half, uh, we had the header that was saved, and there was a shot of follow up. Oh, the, fo- the header was the follow up. I think there was a shot that um, who was their keeper. Not Allison, the other, Edison. the other one. Edison, that's it, the uh, lighthouse. Um, yeah. he, he made a great double save. The second one was probably better than the first because he had to get up and, and go was. and throw himself over. But that was up yeah. the other end of me, so I was yeah. just only yeah. thinking off the top. Well, for me, um, I think um, I said earlier, um, Aaron Questwell came in for a lot of criticism in Claren Hupole. He came second to last, only in front of... Um, Hernandez Alaire got the top spot, um, but even then he only scored a six. And, and uh, Cresswell and Hernandez were down in the three, so it tells you about the ratings. Um, 
four of the uh, five goals came on the left, and that that tells you uh, where the problem was. Um, but you say that that could have been because their better players were on their right, or the fact is perhaps the person in front of the left defender wasn't helping him out. Well, that, funny you should say that because the other problem I saw was Wilshire. I know he got he got an injury. Sure. Wilshire, we've we've seen have such a great preseason and really dominate and get quite a few against lesser matches. And 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 he looked pretty ordinary on Saturday. I don't know if you agree, but I, I thought he had a a pretty dull game. Uh, and and that was before he was you know he picked up his knock and went off. So. I was expecting a bit more from Wilshire. In fact, people were saying that he could be um, Hammer of the Year this year, but but not by that performance. And he, he really needs to step up if uh, if he wants to get anywhere close into the hearts and, and minds of, of West Ham fans. Um, I was disappointed in Cresswell, disappointed in, in Wilshire. And, and overall, I, I don't think I'm going to pick anyone else out. It was a... We, where heads went down as soon as the first goal went in, we sort of but gave you up. You say that people keep picking on Creswell, yeah? Right, let's get this right. Nobody's blamed Fabianski. No, I don't but think... But the third uh, goal came from his, his kick-out that went straight to their player on the edge of the box. Oh, that's a fair criticism. Well, yeah? someone but is then now. what about yeah. Diop? Diop gave away the penalty, clumsy challenge. Yeah. Could have done better covering. And, and we could blame Declan Rice for encroaching... A penalty. It might have only been four 0 and we might have been joint with Chelsea, seven from bottom. Now, well, no, we would have been bottom by alphabetically. All oh, right, alphabetically, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> are you are you concerned we're, we're deep in relegation um, after after one game? No, Aren't we've you? only dropped one place. Um, yeah, <laughs> I spoke well alphabetically. <laughs> well, um, I've I've got a stat, and then you've got a stat. So I, I wrote a piece yesterday saying uh, we've not won a single game or drawn a game in August since uh, August the twenty first, two thousand and sixteen. Um, thanks to I think a Winston Reid goal against AFC Bournemouth, which was the first league game we ever played at the London Stadium. Well, Since look, then, Mr. We've, lost, hang on, up. we've lost every single league game in August. Since Was that Winston that... Reid that scored at that game? No, it wasn't. It was Antonio. Oh, who was Antonio. it? It was Antonio, you're right. It was Antonio. Um, but we've, we've lost every single game. We haven't even got a point in August since that game. Are you saying I'm wrong on that? No, I'm saying you was wrong about Winston Reid. All right, wrong about Winston Reid. But you had another stat that you told me yesterday on WhatsApp, which is we've got the worst, is that ever, we've got the worst opening day record in Premier League history. And what, what have you got to prove that? What history, what um, stats have you done? The, the fact that if you look, that we've lost more opening day games than any other uh, Premier League team. Have you looked at that? Actually look back to 1992 or 93 or whatever it was. Oh. And looked at every single opening game, or are you just doing it on perception? Oh, I, I, I'll tell you what, I know I'm right. <laughs> you, you're working on perception. You're just going on gut feel, aren't you? All right. Well, all right. I'll look it up, yeah, and I'll prove Do it. Do the to research. You. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, then. I will. All right. All right. Good. Good. Right. Let's, let's move on. But that is a fact, you, well, You're like an old married couple, you two. Oh, yeah. Dear. Let's talk about VAR. So let me do my bit first. I mean, obviously, I'm in um, 113. 
lower tier, not too far away from the away fans. Um, there was there was quite a bit of atmosphere, but obviously our first time VAR. When when the goals and the and the decisions happened, obviously the first one was Sterling's goal that was off, uh, ruled offside. All we got was check in VIR on the big screen. Uh, we're going to come to George next and say what he saw at home. But we had no idea. I mean, for us, it looked onside. And obviously afterwards, after about, and it seemed about three and a half minutes, they actually showed um, a screenshot of, of him being offside with his arm. Um, but every single decision after that, so the second goal, the goal after that, which we thought was well offside, then was ruled inside, but they didn't show an image. They didn't give any commentary. They didn't tell you what was going on. So you're just waiting. We were singing VAR, my Lord, a new song, um, and, and making, obviously, TV signs all the time. But but it seemed to spoil the whole game in the crowd. Muted uh, celebrations from Man City. Then another celebration when the VIR result came in. The biggest cheer of the game from West Ham is when the Man City goal got ruled offside. Then the second biggest cheer is when Fabianski saved. We had no idea. We thought he came off his line. No idea whatsoever that uh, Declan Rice had encroached. And um, and again, didn't really know to afterwards. No Wi-Fi, no mobile signal. So it, it was very, very frustrating. And everybody around me, and, and, and we'll come to Nigel after George, was saying the same thing. VAR spoilt the game. What other people watching from home have told me, and I'm going to get George's perspective, is they knew what was going on because they were watching replays. They could hear yeah. what was being looked at. So what was your view of VAR, well, George? I think it, I think largely I, I like VAR. I think it, it, uh, it, it, as long as the decisions are right, which they all looked, you know, by letter of the law, they were. Um, I think it takes too long. That's definitely an issue. Watching at home, I understand, is a much different experience as being at the game and not really knowing what's going on. Um, I know that before, when I was reading in the lead up to the season started, and they said that only wrong, uh, only decisions that have been made that are being overturned will be shown on the screen at the big game. So that's why you didn't see. Ah, the big, on the big screen. At the thank game. you for that explanation. So that's why you didn't see the one that wasn't offside. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I think it, it, it is it's theatre, isn't it? You know, it, what did you see, though, on B, BT Sports? Yeah. What did you see? Did, when they were looking like that three minutes for that first one, two, yeah. were you seeing replays over and over yeah, again? Yeah, the we commentators were. were saying stuff? Yeah, we were. And the, the Initially, I can't remember, I think it was Stephen Manaman saying he's not offside, he's not offside. And then the lines came up, that the image that everyone's seen now with, you know, his shoulder just over the... Yeah. Um, and they were like, wow. So, And the commentators didn't know, to be fair. They were like, does this mean he's offside? Like, does that, what are those lines? <laughs> it's people, we're, we're all learning together, aren't we? I mean, it, you know, I've heard pundits saying that, you know, you can never cheer a goal again because you don't know if it's going to be reviewed or... But then the argument to that is, well, the opposition team then cheers like a goal's been scored when it's disallowed. Yeah, yeah. It, well, that's the, the, yeah. The, the cheer when they had their goal disallowed was louder than any yeah, other was, cheer on the day doubt. for us. So, well, that's because there was fifty thousand of us and only three of them. 
I know, but they didn't give us anything else to cheer about, is what I'm saying. No, that's true. So it, and, and we cheered for the, the saved penalty, which was taken again. But um, what people have said, it would be better if, if, like rugby, we could hear the referee talking, or even maybe someone saying something from Stockley Park, of explaining to the crowd over the loudspeaker, we're just making the decision, and, and, and the people watching at home, we're just making a decision, we're checking for encroachment, uh, just before the penalty was taken, did they not? Did um, they not do that? No, no. Because I'm pretty sure at Old Trafford they did. Well, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they put on uh, a tannoy VAR checking. But they, yeah, but that's all. They say checking possible red card or checking possible offside or yeah, checking. that's it. But they didn't say encroachment on no. the thing or offside. Well, all they literally fair, do is on the big... I, I didn't hear anything. On, for the penalty the one, even the commentators again were saying, oh, Fabianski's come off his line. That, that's, what they, that's what they thought they were checking. And then they're like, oh, actually, no, it's Declan Rice. We're hearing it's Declan Rice that stepped into the box. Mm. And, you know, he did. It might have only, he did. Might have only just been, but he did. Yeah. But it's not allowed. I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm so you still first, for it? I'm, well, I'm yet, yet to have my first real life live experience of VAR. You're going to, you're going to. Uh, I am going on Saturday, so hopefully yeah. we'll have one go our way, and, and I'll and I'll experience it there. But mm. I'd like to go to Brighton on Saturday, but um, I can't get a ticket, and of course, all tickets are non-transferable, so yeah. I will have to. Yeah. Um, Nigel, um, we, by the way, we did a, a Clarence Hugh poll today. 65% said they were still in favour of the introduction of VAR even after Saturday. Um, what's your view? Are you one of the 65%? Well, there's a problem with football, isn't it? Eh? People on the internet saying, oh, let's keep VAR, isn't it? Because they probably don't go yeah. to the games. Yeah, there's, there's I mean, good, look, let's get this good... right. I was against VAR from the start. I, I, ta- I yeah. accept goal line technology because the idea of football is about scoring a goal and the ball either yeah. crosses the line or it doesn't. So I never wanted VAR, and the reasons were bowled out on Saturday. Uh, the time it takes inside the ground is is far too long. The, the teams walk to the middle of the pitch, sit there waiting to kick the game off, and then they go, oh, it weren't a goal. And let's take it one at a time, because I am really fucked off with it. Yeah. How they disallowed that goal, because his shoulder was in front of Creswell's elbow, that's a disgraceful decision. In football, the ball is not out until it crosses the line. The ball's not a goal until it crosses the whole of the ball crosses the line. Therefore, for me, the whole of the, the attacker should be past the defender to be offside. So that, that's a poor rule. He's level. He is level. To say, oh, he can put the ball in with his shoulder, it's crap. I was listening to the Yankee Doodle podcast today and they said 33 millimetres 33 millimetres hang on a minute and the geezer's fucking offside it's it's (laughs) crap ignore that (laughs) with all due respect without your little alright with all due respect you're not a referee Oh, there's no, right. there's no human. It's not technology making this decision. It is technology. No human in the world could make that. And who's to say? Right. When you look at that picture, yeah, when you look at that picture, it's from an angle, so it's not side on. So who puts the line there then? What the computer puts the line there? 
So we've been ref by computers now. Is this what we've come to? No, because there's a referee uh, in Stockley Park. No, there's a Isn't man it? sitting at a desk in Stockley Park. I'd argue he ain't a what referee. Do you mean a man? Well, if he was a, mean a man? referee, he'd be oh, out refereeing, wouldn't he, at the end of the day? Well, he, will, but he was he so crap, they've stuck him in an office behind the desk. I think they'll take it in turns, actually. No, but he's a proper referee. He's a qualified referee. He's, he's watching it on the screen. Football is is a is a constant moving sport. It ain't like rugby. Rugby's more stop start. Cricket it blends in well because cricket is bowl the ball, stop, walk back, and it's easy to blend in. Football, it's not. But, but the would problem you not, with the the reason why VAR's been brought in is because managers kept blaming referees for decisions and not owning up to their own mistakes and players hid behind referee decisions. No manager ever said, oh, the referee done us a favour today. But near enough, every manager has slagged off a referee at some point saying he's cost us the game. So in the end, it's like, we want technology, we want technology. And this is where we go. We've also, but you're a bit of a dinosaur. No, it's not dinosaur. I'm a what I call a traditionalist. I believe in football being played. When I used to play over once the flats, I played the same type of football as they played in the top division league, or it was to a lesser extent, but it was still with a referee and two linesmen that made decisions. The difference is when I walked on the pitch, I accepted that the referee's decision was final and that he was doing it as as like arbitrary. He, He was like a you know, he didn't have one pick one side over the other. Referees will make mistakes, just like managers make mistakes, just like players make mistakes. The thing is now what we're saying is referees ain't allowed mistakes. But what referees? Only those in the top division. Why isn't this throughout the league? Why is our game more important than a non-league game? Because it ain't. Because for the know, non-league players, the money. Uh, money, and that's the root of it, isn't it? It's Ding. all about the money. And what, who pays? Who pays for football nowadays? The people in the stands, or the people that I'm sitting on TV? People at home, there, and that is what VAR's for. I had some fucking Romanian trying to tell me that the game wasn't held up because yeah, he was sitting just, down just in Bucharest or whatever. Uh, more than just a podcast has got nothing against. No, Romanians, nothing against Romanian, but don't sit. Don't well, don't sit there. Don't type on the on the. <laughs> forum oh the game wasn't held up don't know what you're moaning about because he was watching it like fucking 2,000 miles away when the game was held up for a good three or four I, I think they should have had more injury time I don't get where they got five minutes was it from I was surprised it was only we must have held, been yeah. held up for three odd minutes at least yeah. it was it was it's a joke, mate. I'm telling you. Um, by, by the way, Romania is only about 1,500 miles away, by the way. I do understand your your point of view there, Nigel, and I, I see why you have a lot of people that agree with you. Um, but the thing is, but it is, it is, it's just another... People on TV, what are they there? Are they there to just watch what's going on? Or or are they they the dictators now? Because this is the thing. Years ago, football was played. And if you wanted to watch it, you went to the stadium and you'd watch the highlights on Match of the Day or or Brian Moore or whatever, big match. And that's what you got. Then they brought in live TV. Now, live TV, there's going to be more live games than non-live games. Yeah, around the world, you can watch every game live where you can't do that here. So where before TV was there just to show what was going on, now TV is actually dictating what happens in this sport. 
Yeah. He's and maybe it needs to go one. one step further. And, you know, instead <laughs> of having a... Um, Here we go. A, instead of having a referee at Stockley Park, that basically they show you the video, they show you the freeze frame, and then you use the red button to vote. And whoever gets the most votes, that's the decision that's get great. I think they should John, get interactive. So nineteen nineties. It's all about Twitter now. <laughs> yeah, online voting. Anyway, my view, by the way, I was all for, and I blogged about this earlier this week. I was all for VAR, and after Saturday, I felt a bit let down and go, "What? What? What did I want that for?" Yeah, but, yeah, because... but that's because you're part of the problem. See, people like you. Yeah, and this is on. what I say. You just wanted it. This I, is what you wanted. Yeah, and I'm I'm about to admit I was wrong, and and. Some betting company what? recently did, yeah, a betting company did a whole review of last season to every single decision. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it made one point's difference. We would have got 53 points instead of 52, and we'd have got ninth place instead of 10th place. It would have earned us about 2.1 million quid. Now, if that's the case, Liverpool would have won, by the way, um, by, again, one more point. It's sort of, and, and Nigel said this on Saturday, swings and roundabouts. You know, you win some, you lose some. If, and this is a big if, if every game has to be like Saturday, then I don't want VAR. However, too if it can be improved... Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, you've had your say. Let me have my say. Um, if it can be improved, so we're not waiting around for three minutes like we were with that first decision, and we can be told what's going on with the commentary or listen to the... Um, to the, the, you know, the referee or someone at Stockley Park, then I might change my mind. But at the moment... I'm sort of gutted that I, I supported the introduction of VAR because I think it's it sport the game for people at the ground. All I well, know is that I've left many games and watched many games where I've felt annoyed and let down by refereeing decisions that have cost us games. And that's not just as a West Ham fan, that's as an England fan as well. And I, Nigel, I noted your point where you said that rugby is a bit stop-start, but I think rugby is a bit stop-start now because of the introduction of video well, referees. No, it was stop-start before, wasn't it? Because they would stop for a scrum, then they would have to scrum. The ball, the ball it, was, it is a more of a stop-start game than football. That's yeah. what I was alluding to. Well, okay. you, you're a big American football fan. George. I am, yeah. So you I'm can't get much stop-start than that. Start and golf. Yeah, and cricket. Yeah, but so. that is in that sport. I watch American football. You understand it, even though it was a shock the first half when the Chicago Bears, Washington Redskins at Wembley in the eighties, and it was the first live game ever in this country. And me and my mates were bored to shit with it because yeah. we're used to watching an hour's highlights on Channel Four, yeah. and you go to a real one, and three and a half hours later, we're thinking, "Are they going to finish this game?" <laughs> The, the key, the key to going to live games is to stock up on uh, refreshments. Yes, I know now. I've been, <laughs> a, I've been to a couple now to see the New York Giants, and, and um, but I mean, with the VAR, let's, I want to pick up on the others, the penalty Come one. On. Yeah, so they take the penalty, and they, it comes out, it goes for a throw, and then they're checking it again, and we're led to believe it's for coming off the line. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we thought it was because we couldn't. Yeah, we, we made our own decisions because George, we hold up, because George, is that what people were talking about in the TV studio as well? They thought it was for coming off the line. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. The See, first, the initial thing that the commentator said was, I think they're checking Fabianski coming off his line. Right now, here's the thing: VAR's not allowed to be used for the goalkeeper coming off the line. 
Well, I didn't know no. that until that's, they said it. Right. I didn't know so, that now. That's what I'm saying. VAR's not allowed to be used. So if it's not allowed to be used for a goalkeeper coming off the line, why is it allowed to be used if a player runs in the box? That's and basically, not They're only getting. is it if the player runs, people can run in the box. It's if it's saved and then kicked out by the same player. That's what went against us there. Bloody Declan Rice. And he runs funny, Declan Rice. Watch him. His head bobbles about when he's running. Right. But anyway. So, that's right. We get enough that. complaints on the show. But anyway, but it, this is what it is. But this is what we, you know, people say, I'll get used to it. No. I yeah. remember the last thing, on, Sean, that you said was going to be great and turned out to be the share of shite. What was the that? The London Stadium. Oh, you're going to get used to it. Oh, you yeah, you love see. the London Stadium. You can't get enough of it. By the way, everybody, not only does he go to all the music, he did go to baseball as well in the end, just just, just to keep you updated <laughs> in, in the love of the stadium. He did spend four hours at baseball. Am I lying? Every time I mention, you can't keep away from the place. Well, I can't help it if they played baseball. They didn't play baseball. I'd have gone to watch it. I went because the uh, Yankees were playing. and You love the stadium. I thought do you know what? I said to my mate when we was walking out after the baseball, that walk still don't get no better. Well, it does if you go via Pudding Mill. Lane. Well, I'm <laughs> around the back now. Well, you had a long walk out of the stadium, though, because you didn't want to come out of the fire exit like I did. What happened to you? Yeah. Well, we went on, and there was another bar open afterwards in the North Bar, but more of that later. We're going to cover that in the catering oh. section. Um, now, I know that David Sullivan gets a lot of grief. I don't know if... Did you hear the takeover speculation in Italy today. I need the crap that you text us. Yeah. Well, well, apparently a number of Italian, and it was on KUMB as well, was saying he was about to buy Verona um, in, in Italy, the club, and, and quoted him saying, Verona is a beautiful city and the fans of Hellas are hot and passionate as the English. Um, and this, this, this is, is real. This is, this is real, right? So, so Clarence Hughes spoke to the chairman and he said, there's not even 1% truth in it. I've never been to Ravona in my life. I've never been to Italy for years. Where where do these stories come from? So I'm just saying um, that they make up any rubbish and they seem to have it out for Sullivan the same way they made up the story. And I just want to correct this one about he, he gave – people still believe – he was giving £25 million to buy Bolton. Not true. Never was true. What he offered was to buy Bolton Stadium as part of a business transaction for his property company of around £10 million. He was going to rent it back to Bolton with an option to buy as a pure business transaction. He never agreed to loan £25 million. He was never going to own Bolton in the same way he was never going to own an Italian um, club. Just, just you're you're stuck with him, Nigel. No, He's saying, you know what I'm laughing at because it would have been funny if it was true and he was buying Verona. And I'll tell you why, because Paul Turner, his wife is, I think, from Verona, and Paul goes and watches, and he goes football in a Verona act. And I would just imagine his <laughs> meltdown if David <laughs> Sullivan would buy in Ella's Verona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he son of an only in West Ham. Imagine if they turn up and bought his Italian team. Oh, now I, I, I want to give you the last quote because you're going to you're going to laugh at the irony of this. So Sullivan said to this afternoon, "I no long I normally no longer speak to the media as I know supporters prefer that, but this report might have some people worried. So I've decided to clarify the situation by speaking exclusively with Clarence here." Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I, I didn't know he'd stop speaking to Carrot and you. I didn't know he'd started officially. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. officially. Oh, what am I talking about? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> we we had to edit that bit out, people. We don't really talk to Carrot and you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No. Did the senior source say anything about that? I don't know. I didn't <laughs> ask him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? I thought you would have gone straight thought... there and asked him. I... Well, I thought as I'd as we'd spoken to David Sullivan, there was no reason to speak to the senior uh, senior Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, injury update. (laughs) Um, Wilshere picked up, as as we know, a dead leg. He's already said he should be okay. They had today off. He's due to start training tomorrow, so hopefully he's going to be over for the weekend. Same with Philippe Anderson. He's got a dead leg as well. Um, yeah, tell us what saw. a dead leg is, Sean, for those people. For the Americans. So, um, interestingly, did you see uh, Philippe Anderson? He followed the new rule of going off the nearest point and walking all the way around the stadium to uh, to uh, uh, applause, even though he had a dead leg. But there was another Man City, uh, and I can't remember who it was, who got substituted. And and he he didn't. He just walked right the way around and just went back to the dugout. So, what's the point of a new rule if if got, you're not penalised for not following? Not? Oh, did I he get booked? He did, yeah. Oh, I missed that. Okay. So yeah, Anderson, Wilshire, both dead legs. Uh, but training tomorrow, Tuesday, should be fit for Saturday at Brighton. Mark Noble, long dead leg. How long do you have a dead leg? It depends for? how long his leg um, is. Mark yeah, Noble's uh, a short he's. He's not going to be. He's not going to train tomorrow, unlikely uh, to be. Well, he won't be fit for Saturday, and even could miss the following game, uh, which is what. Well, I think he's got more than a dead leg then, to be fair. Well, that's what I got told. It's cut, um, he's got now, rigor mortis in it then, if that's the case. 
Now, how would you describe me? We were asked earlier what a dead leg is by our American friend. <laughs> how would you describe a dead leg for our American friends, um, George? Um, when you get hit on the leg hard and it hurts to move it. You wouldn't say it's an injury caused by a numbing blow to the casualty's upper leg, often caused by another player's knee. No. Or the impact to the quadricep causes the muscle to John, be crushed against it's the not femur a medical bone. Podcast. Yeah, you're it's right. Dr. It's the medical medicine podcast. woman. Come on. Anyway, um, the the two other injury news or the three. Uh, so, did you notice that Masuaku and Yamalenko were missing? No. Did you? They weren't even on the Yamalenko bench. Yamalenko was on the bench, was he not? No, he wasn't. No, they were both missing. Ram out of it, so. Yeah, he was. He was in the bench, wasn't he? <laughs> he was on the snow starting. Starting, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk. Oh, about we that. are. <laughs> not allowed to talk. All about right. That. Um. So yeah, uh, Yamalenko and Masawaku were were left out for selection reasons, and they have no injury. But it did surprise me that Carlos Sanchez gets onto the bench along with Roberto and. Uh, who well, who else was on the bench? You can't knock Roberto. He is the second choice goalkeeper. They got to have a goalkeeper <laughs> on the bench. Rubbish. I would rather put. I'd rather put Sanchez in goal than than. And he was. He's put in not his real name, Roberto. It was Jimenez. And I thought, who's Jimenez? Well, that's his second name. Apparently, he never uses it. Well, that's what the BBC said. Um, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, Masuaku just signed a long term contract. Um, Yamalenko, I thought, was going to play a part, but they couldn't find a place for either of them in the seven substitutes. I hope that was only for Man City as a bit of a tactical reason. But, uh, yeah, they're both not injured. They're both available for selection for for uh, Saturday. The, the, the last one I, I found out an update today is about Winston Reid. Uh, and I've got to be careful, a little bit careful what I say about Winston Reid. Um, well, you're not allowed to talk about that either. Well, not really, oh, but, but you will. But 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 Winston Reid is returning for a long injury. I don't think anyone knows what the long will he be the same player. They don't know. Uh, will he break down? They don't know. What I'm told is he's not injured at the moment. He's he's um, sometimes training with a group. He's sometimes training. So about half and half, half training with a group, half training with uh, a specialist on a one to one, working on strength. They don't want to rush him back. But it seems very bizarre that, you know, they bought in this this young kid who's also a centre-back. He's been sort of given the number four spot um, uh, and, and looking to sort of fight for the number three spot to take a bonner. And I, do, I, I just don't know if there is a way. I just don't know if there's a way back for Winston Reid. He's got another two years. He's on, what, 50 grand a week. But... I just I fear the worst for Winston Reid is all I say. But I anyway, worry too much. Move, Sean. He's, he's probably going to be all right. He's earned enough money. Yeah. So let's let's uh, move on to uh, who should captain West Ham. Obviously, if Mark Noble's got a dead leg for the rest of the season, <laughs> or he might not get chosen. Um, I'm interested to hear who Aaron Cresswell. You already know my views of Aaron Cresswell, and I'm not going to join in 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 the victimisation of Aaron Cresswell. But but who I'm I'm keen to hear 
your views of who who should captain West Ham and why, George? <sighs> well, there's probably a, a, an argument that perhaps Declan Rice should be start to be nurtured as the West Ham captain. No, 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 not nurtured. I need now. Well, no, that's what if, I mean. If, like it, when Noble isn't available, give it to him. Start giving him that uh, responsibility, and then as he grows and Noble gets older and has to retire, then, you know, we make him the official captain, which could hopefully keep him with us for a few more years when his, when the big, when the big offer comes in. And and do you think that a captain should be English and come from the academy and no. stuff like that? Do you, you don't subscribe to that. You're just picking Declan Rice on, on well, merit. Well, I think Declan Rice is, well, I think it, the fact that he's come from the academy is obviously a plus for him. But the the other thing that I'm really picking him for is it's almost like a promotion within the team to make him the the first name on the team sheet that the team's built around, which which would probably yeah. secure him staying with us rather than being tempted elsewhere where he might be a squad player. Nigel, it's a tough one. Captain, what what? Qualities should a captain have? Firstly, well, that's I'm yeah, respect yeah. of the team and the dressing room. Secondly, he, he should have the leadership skills to go with that. And, and thirdly, the best captains in our history, I would say, have been the more, well, excluding Bobby Moore, the more warrior type. So recently, you think of Billy Bonds, Julian Dix more warrior type of captain have been the, the more loved and better thought of and more respected by the fan base. Does Creswell tick those boxes? Not really. Does Declan Rice tick those boxes? More than Creswell. Do I think... It's not about a foreigner. I think you want someone that understands the club you look at the other people now at the club, you know, you're not going to have Ala, you're not going to have... Uh, yeah, you're not going to have Vince Hilaire then. <laughs> um, you're not going to have Anderson. You, you know, you, Anderson. I mean, the only other one would have been Jack Wilshere, to be fair. At the end of the day, well, he some, did some people as said a West Ham fan and his yeah. family loved the club and everything else. So he understands the club and we would perceive him to be one of us. Yeah, see, I knew you would cho- choose someone like Wilshire to say that you want someone who's a West Ham fan and understands the roots. Um, <clears throat> I would pick Fabianski, actually. No, you should never have a goalkeeper as captain. Can't they're too far detached from a lot of the game, especially when it's played further up the field. Do, do you feel really feel apart? From, I, I think it's more off the pitch than on the pitch. Do you think a, a, nowadays in the professional game that a uh, you know, it's really being bossed by by the captain. I think when times are when the the team is at like, I think we missed Mark Noble in the middle. It might not have changed the result, but it, it, it might have woke some people up when they started to overrun us. I, I think, think that's that, the key it, quality. It, for captain, no, it might have it? only been a three 0 or a four 0 defeat, but I think he might have you know tried to instill some pride back in the performance because I think they certainly lacked pride when the goal started raining in. Yeah. Hmm. Good. Good um, debate. Chaps. By the way, yes. Well, uh, the, by the way, Wabwana yeah. was. Uh, <laughs> 
Bell. Uh, w- w- remind me of his name Bell again. Wayne. Bob. Bell Buana. Bob Buana. Got the popular vote of over thirty percent from uh, from well, definitely about not. No, he should not. Even though he has probably got the. Uh, and the leadership, is yeah. the general, Capitan, isn't it, or something? Like that? Yeah, he's yeah. got that, yeah, yeah. but he anyway, don't know the club. Move, moving on. on, one thing you, you'll be glad to hear, um, uh, George, the catering was atrocious on Saturday. You know, after all, all the promises that we were going to get better, um, when when we turned up just before um, kick off. I've never seen queues like it in in the West End, and and everybody else has been saying this. they were so disorganised. Um, George, other George, sent his his uh, misses down at thirty eight minutes, and when we came down after extra time, uh, you know, at the uh, um, half time, uh, she was still queuing and took another ten minutes. So we missed the second half kickoff because I've never seen such disorganised. The pop up bars selling bitter. We're not there, George. It, it, it just seems that we've we, we, we carry on being a poor relation in that part of the ground outside one one three one one four. But the best thing was to come at the end because <laughs> I met up with Nigel and everybody, right? And we were standing there, and it said bar open to three fifteen. So we're having a few beers, weren't we, with with George and his missus and Nigel and who else? Charlie. Was there? Oh, Charlie, and. Uh, Chap comes along and he said, uh, drink up, lads. And we said, no, 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 it doesn't shut to 3.15. The shutters came down at 3 o'clock, even though I took a picture of the thing saying 3.15. And he said, uh, drink up, lads. And I went, no, we can drink to 3.15. He said, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, I'm in the response team. Uh, I've, I've had a message. You're going to move on. And I said, uh, oh, come on, mate. It's, it says up there. He said, I don't care. He said, I've got a job to do and everything. He he was a, a Welshman, wasn't it? Down. You, you'd love to tell a story, and I'm thinking, that's not the way I remember it, because he came along and said, drink up, lads, and we said, mate, it's quarter past three. He's like, oh, well, said, I'll give you ten minutes. And then yeah. Ray Charles came along and said, you've got five <laughs> minutes. And we said, no, we got ten, and off he walked. Um, and then he come back again, smiled at us and walked up again. And then old... Uh, and then you went out the no, fire exit. No, and we Taffy got... come along, and then you thought he was a Geordie. <laughs> Let's get it right. He was you from Cardiff. He was, he was a Geordie. And he said he's a Cardiff, and he flashed his... Uh, X-Forces. Uh, tattoo, and, and the Prince of Wales feathers and all that, and uh, X-Forces. Yeah. He also said he also said he was on the seg line. Some West Ham fan had spat yeah. in his face, and he'd put him on the yeah. floor. Shocking, didn't he? Isn't it? But actually, that is, is terrible. terrible. Uh, you know, to, uh, he, yeah. But anyway, going back, catering, and, you know, I'm on the OSB, and I'm supposed to be on the catering group as well. I will be telling Delaware North it's gone backwards, and the prices well, have gone up Can I stop you there a minute quickly, yeah? I walked in, Go as on. you know. £5.30, yeah. gone up 15p. Right. I walked in, I queued, now I walked in at 12 o'clock. I had a beer in yeah. my hand in five minutes. From the back of the queue, queued up to the front. Five minutes. I ain't that too long to walk to wait, to be fair. Well, well, I tell you, you might have been half an hour. When it got close to the game, I tell you what, you just couldn't get anywhere close to it. And half time, you didn't come down for half time. It's the worst I've ever well, seen. No I, the reason kitchen. why I do that is because 
don't have a beer at half time. We're going to have a drink after. Why do you need one at half time? Anyway, I heard you went walkabout about our past free show, about, um, about, yeah, our far into the game. Oh, my spies. Who said well, I someone walkabout? said they see you walking out. Tell Sean I see him sneaking out half hour before into the game. Well, I went, I went uh, for a lash. Right, That's all yeah. I went. Well, you could have got lash. in the queue then, couldn't you? What's a lash? <laughs> uh, I went for a toilet break at a oh, WC. A it's a slash then. I went for a comfort break. And a then lashing. you need a slash after being on the lash. <laughs> you don't go on the lash. <laughs> go for a lash Sean. after being on the slash. Sean, I missed. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, catering. Yeah, go on. Fifteen p. Amstel's gone up fifteen p. Sort your life out. Well, while people at Spurs are spending four pound, it's shocking. Anyway. Delaware North, sort your life out. Anyway, uh, that's all. We're going to move on to uh, Twitter question time in a minute. But I'm going to ask you, because one of the things I, I, I picked up finally at the game was the Marco Anatovic match-worn shirt. I've smelt it, by the way. It is match-worn. Um, did you cut the tags off? I can't believe I, I can't believe that I smelt the armpits, but I did. Just, just to check. <laughs> that was a really revolting thing to do. Anyway, um, I did. So, uh, uh, do you want to do it before or afterwards and choose a winner? How are we going to do this? Which one of you can go back We can't back really in choose it live, can we? We have to do it. I'd go through it. Why? Because that would be fair. Otherwise, it sounds like All you're right. fixing choose it. Choose it live, then. I mean, no one really wants well, it anymore. That's want... the problem. Well, do you want to choose someone while... Who, who's going to read out the... Uh, well, hold up. Sort of and we got a... I'll read it out. But ain't we supposed to... See, this is where you're so unorganised. You've had the shirts since Saturday. On, you should have looked up the post, got the names of all the winners. Don't do Facebook. You two are Facebook people. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. Facebook. So, but what you should have done is found Pretty the sure post. you're on Facebook as well, Sean. Found out the, all, all the winners, put their names in the hat, and drawn it out live on air. I well, mean, were you busy texting me to hurry up, giving me a five-minute countdown? You could have done it then. Time for this. Yeah, is Facebook Twitter question time? Well, you, the eight listeners, give us the you free presenter question that you've asked <laughs> you, us. You, the eight <laughs> listeners, and 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 Nigel will will drone on I for hours in a on. monotone and do ridiculous I've impersonations. Got, yeah, go on, run through it. Come on. But oh, anyway, minute. look, you know, quickly, look, Pete, well, Sean's been moaning about the accents. He's getting a bit touchy because he might be racist. So, tough luck. Paul Oakley. Oh, well, quickly, I said three of the four are back today. Only questions I want to hear. VIR, yes or no. Does it add to the game or is it absolutely unequivocally the worst thing to happen to football? Anyway, Paul Oakley. All right, lads. I'm still enjoying the show. VAR is fine by me. <laughs> I would say that the first 15 minutes of the game was like watching a team that couldn't finish in the top seven. And when I say that, I'm talking about West Ham, not City. We just ran out of juice very quickly. Are our players fit enough? Also, can we get Sean some lessons on how to pronounce names? Because it's getting a bit silly. Getting a bit silly? You want to try nine years of it, mate? Dear, oh dear. 
you're not wrong now, actually, Paul Toakley. Sorry, Oakley. Uh, Nick Stanley. <laughs> hey. hey. Sean. Sean. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's always slow, isn't he? Nick Stanley. Var. Necessary evil <laughs> to the Vengers. Peps moaning about this and that. Didn't expect much from Saturday. We lost how we always lose to City. Our season starts this week. No, it don't, Nick. It started last week and we lost. Surprised to see so many empty seats in the Mark Noble stand. There is no Mark Noble stand. Do you think we'll have a proper full house this season? Uh, no. Well, I thought it was, uh, there wasn't as many I, empty seats. I booked seats it at as, about uh, 54,000. I don't know what the official is. I, I booked it about, I would have booked it about 56. Well, you would, didn't you? I ran it up on the <laughs> half. Would. Uh, uh, Lewis, Aaron Trout, friend of the show. Var, yes, another one. Sick and tired of us rolling over yet again to City. There is no, he shouted that, excuse for that. And no one will give me, well, it was Man City shite. Well, Lou, it was Man City. And I... Can I give you one stat on uh, Man City? 22% of all goals scored at the London Stadium against West Ham have been by Man City. That's 5-0, 4-0 last season. 4-0 defeat the season before. Don't forget the 5-0 in the cup, Lou, because that was the first time. This has got to stop. We have the same back four as last season. Good teams bringing quality to replace a back four who already concede the fun. And isn't it typical our next game is already in form Brighton? Brilliant. Well, seems like uh, Lou has got, you know, he's lost his mojo. Uh, Richard Dogs, sorry, Dogsy. Uh, Kia or or I should say he talked like that, didn't he? Because he's from Somerset. It was all your jinx. He's like your Yeovil. Uh, Kia or Nigel and Sean and other. I think that's you, George. Va, yes. This is like a David Gold question time. Did you like it? I know (laughs) it is. Far, yes. And we'll improve at the grand and it will get far. Another one, yes. How old are you, Dodds? Are you supposed to be old school? It will get faster and can add to the pantomime atmosphere. It will. Hopefully not. Shit. Hopefully Nigel's excellent impression will improve. (laughs) Oh, no, it won't. (laughs) Alan looked really good holding the ball up. Sean Nigel, you're really should fucking score goals, Dodsey. Actually, he's not there to hold the ball up. Uh, Why did Fournell start on the bench, Sean, in your view? Well, it it was absolutely a a decision of Pellegrini um, because of Man City. So he um, worked out well. Worked out well, didn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I think I think he just want he he fancied uh, Macau Antonio as as a more physical player um, in the first half, really. All right, and he finishes, and even though he never expected to beat Man City, questions need to be asked about losing five nil. What are your views on that statement, Nigel? Far as shit, Dodzy. That's all I've got to say about it. No, it's not because of that. It, it, it's 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 Pellegrini, Pellegrini. Not giving a shit about damage limitation that, that Sam Allardyce would do, and just going no, for it. And I think we should be. There's, a, there's an age-old him. thing here. West Ham have only had one season in the Premier League and two seasons since 1985 where we've had a positive goal difference. Therefore, we've always had a problem at the back. Until you can get that sorted, it, we ain't really going. Then we need better people up front to score loads of goals. Possibly okay. we've yeah, got yeah, that this right. season. Man City, different kettle of fish. Liverpool, different kettle of fish. Let's give it a few more games, see how it goes on. Yeah, yeah. By the, by the way, I forgot to say earlier, but Alaire 
had a lovely touch. Yeah. Who did he touch? Well, he just had oh, a lovely yeah. touch. I don't know what that means, but I've heard, I've heard other people say it, so I thought I'd oh, repeat right. it. Penny Savin. Sums up your football knowledge, doesn't it, already? Yeah. yeah not, not to be confused with <laughs> Hugh. It was a joke, so guys. This Penny's not related to Hugh. VAR is here, so let's get used to it. However, I don't think it should replace the ref and should only be used when he requests an absolutely unsure of what decision to give. Offside, for example, I'm not with you there, Pen. to be fair. We'll talk about that later. We lost to City 5-0. We lost the first game 4-0 last season, but we ended up mid-table where expected. And then she finishes. Lastly, who won the shirt in the competition? I wasn't allowed to oh. enter. Because she's my aunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. She's not. Let's just give it to no, her. No, she's not having it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Even though we're running out of people that do want it. Uh, no, I'm sure. Whoever wins it would be, it would be, uh, um, it would be a pride of yeah, place. I'm sure they will. Just get over it. He's left. So what? It's still worth something, apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's not autographed unless you want me to autograph it, people. It's not <laughs> autographed, Even no. though I nearly did write on out of it, Johnny, and no one would have known anyway. Uh, Dave Sperry, who I think said reminds me of Dave Berry, but he's not a Sperry. Having VAR is better than knowing the ref's got the call wrong. No, it ain't Dave Sperry. It's not. And there was nothing that could be done. Yes, there is. Not have it. While the system needs to have the kinks worked out, I would rather have the correct call, even if it goes against us. Well, the correct call was a goal given to Man City that they disallowed because his bleeding shoulder blade was offside. (sighs) Right. Nick Garvey. VAR can only get better. We couldn't get worse. Not a fan personally, but it's not going away, so we have to get used to it, just like the soulless bowl. And Sean, exactly. uh, yeah, typical you, as you chime in, as he says, and Sean needs to stop interrupting Nigel's. My comments were missed last week. See? Stop interrupting. What? The optimism right. from the arrival of Aller and Fournells lasted all of 25 minutes, Hello. and then it was the same old West Ham. Retaining possession and shape without the ball against teams like City will always be the key, and we run out of steam after 20 minutes. Not helped by poor performances from Wilshere, Creswell and Antonio. Loving the full stops here. It helps me with reading it out. Hello, the standout. Yeah, uh, on the day will be a huge asset this season. Frederick's good defensively, but very poor final ball. Miss Noble's composure today, I'm sure he'll play a lot more this season. Brighton will be a better benchmark of a game where we should look to take all three points if we're to show we're a better team. I do not fear bringing in a strong CDM will hurt us over the course of the season. Brady outs. Solidarity, brother. We like that one. Uh, Belinda Hello. She's not Greek. She oh, is not Eva. Greek. She is not Greek. More than how it used to, to check every little thing. What's the point of the referee? The game itself, awful. I expected us to lose, if I'm honest, but one, two, not by five. Apart from the first 20 minutes, oh, she goes on. We were uninventive and didn't seem to have a plan. There was no leadership on the pitch. Creswell isn't cutting it as a defender or captain. Yes, it's the first game of the season, or arguably one of the best club teams in the world, but the lack of strategy was odd. On top of this, Mike Dean is one of the worst refs in the game. I think he's one of the better ones. How he gets the ref for games completely bonkers. 
some say I am. On a separate note, my dad was so True. peed off, he left before goal five. He had already said if they play this bad, he's giving the Norwich game a miss. He's so disappointed. Bell Day's not allowed to tell you, old man, he's silly. He's obviously of an age where he should know better to walk out because, frankly, he must have seen load more than what we have and we've never been good. Wesley Williams, if used correctly, far as the potential to be great. On the American broadcast, oh, here we go, they showed detailed replays of the call and showed computer graphics that indicated that Jesus' goal was no good. Oh, okay. MLS. Which American? Hang on. American podcast. If it's American, how... how Wesley Williams on the American with. broadcast. Listen to what oh, I said. Broadcast. Podcast. Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, yeah broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. NBC. MLS, the first link to views VAR, has shown how not yeah. to use VAR. Fans in the stadium need to know what is being reviewed. Referee associations need to be more transparent in decisions during the review. Additionally, ours or ARs or us, depending on how you pronounce it, should wait until after a goal opportunity finish for raising flat. Oh, I think that's assistant. Did you know that in America, Howard Webb's in charge of VAR? Is he really? There you go. Say no more. Uh, Anyway, maybe grab it. No, the VAR. We got another one. I was on my own then. Waste too much time. And as the Wolves manager said, what about a Wolves goal, actually, that got disallowed? Dear, oh dear. It's taken away the magic and celebrations of a goal. I mean, we didn't get it. So why bother celebrating a goal now? You might as well, let the ball hit the back of the net. We might as well hang on 30 seconds to a minute. Let Let the computer tell us whether it's a goal or not. Yeah, we should have little watches that say goal on it. Yeah, I agree. Apple watches. Everyone should have an Apple watch with the word goal yeah, on it. Download so the VAR to app to your phone. Yeah. yeah. And it's exactly. Oh, yeah. There you go, yeah. Sean. There's a, there, there's a, there's yeah. a gadget. The only thing with a VAR app, it'll only work if you've got Wi-Fi. So we'll be all right. But everybody ooh, in ooh, the ground won't. <laughs> anyway. Shh, shh, shh. Wi-Fi's coming. Don't tell <laughs> yeah, anyone. Okay. Wi-Fi's coming. Um, I need to, I need no, to go. Wi-Fi's coming. Right. Paul Turner. A friend the DJ. It's been over an hour. Can the podcast... Listen, this is short for us. Come on, Can the stop becoming a Claret and Boar podcast? Yes, I agree, Paul. Sean referenced that website. Again, I'm coming over the stockbroke, sorry, to come and sort it. Claret you. Claret you. Claret you. Claret you. Our friend in the north, Liam Tyrrell. Hey, up. For VAR to work effectively and be accepted, the process has to be much swifter and communicated better <laughs> in the ground. Despite the two jumbo screens showing referral incidents, it's hard to know what the call was for. For instance, most assumed Fabianski, you can see I only do voices for about three sentences and that's it was the issue for the penalty retake. If we are told why there's a referral subsequent so over the PA or it's explained on the screens, that will help. It kills the instant emotion of those thinking twice about celebrating just in case. Another real test will be when a VAR decision is given and it's still not widely accepted, e.g. that's over camera angles or definition of intent argued. It has possibly changed the experience of attending games forever. Thank you, Mr. Liam Tyrrell. There you go. Another excellent writer from the Overland and Sea days. Darren Kitchen, coming on quickly because I'm wary that George wants to fucking go and eat his dinner. Yeah. Uh, people just yeah. wanted goal line technology, but they've pushed onto American football mode. 
it works in the NFLs. There's so many moving parts. Darren's on my f- wavelength. Football is a fluid game as a natural rhythm. Bad games are usually those hampered by overseers refs stopping the game every two minutes. Now we're compound every decision with a referral. The worst part is that football has been built on a tribal element of fans. They can help influence a game like no other. VAR takes it takes them out of it. It took me two minutes yesterday, I think it meant Saturday, to work out why the game had stood still until the screen flashed no red card. No one knew what they were even reviewing. I'd rather take a ref's bad decision than have to sit waiting for some prat in a hut rewind again to see if Sterling's earlobe was two centimetres offside. Fast. Aye, aye, I've got another winner. Post of the day, Darren Kitchen. Well done, son. Matthew Camp, just to bring it down. VAR, great for the armchair fan. Oh, not. He's with me, yet not for those at the game. To be honest, I didn't see it as offside and neither did any players challenge this. So VAR played its part. As for the penalty, those around me said the goalie moved before Aguero took the kick. We clearly didn't see encroachment. Why did not play all the footage for VAR? I think Jules explained that. Reason, it would incite the crowd. Apparently, Liverpool would have won the league if VAR was available last season. Mm. Cracking on. No, we've got more than eight listeners this week. Trevor Newman, considering I posted this late, Sean, you know, we've got a lot of Trevor Newman. And we're the the people's podcast now. Yeah, we're the people's podcast and we read everybody. Yes, all decisions were correct or wrongs corrected, bollocks. Think how quickly many went against us last season. Yeah, one place are and one point, Trev. VAR will get better quicker and we as supporters will get used to it. No, we won't. I'm a dinosaur. After most of the season had gone, what you don't want is planks like Mike Dean being all chummy with the big guns and letting constant cynical fouls slide. Yeah, all right. Tom Underwood, can't argue with VAR, you can. Not the best for people in the stadium, but should mean the big teams don't get favoured anymore. Hello, Man City, big team, one five nil. With Anderson out for the rest of the season, now you get my text from earlier, Sean, do you think we will recall <laughs> Diangana or do we have anyone else in the youth team ready to step up? Well, Diangana can only be called back in January. Um, and of course, uh, Anderson will be fine yeah. for Brighton. Uh, Warren James Greenfield, so good he's got three names. Uh, Tom Underwood, who has said Anderson is out of the season, which is what I baffled the life out of me. Uh, the old maid Miriam Williams, uh, Dogsy sidekick or Scrappy Dude, the Dodsy Scooby. Yes, anything that makes Mike Dean look a fool is good to me. I used to like you, Miriam. Also, it didn't really affect added on time. Are you having a laugh, mate? We had five minutes. Don't normally get that. Nice to have a good chat with my good mate, Sean, at the Grand. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that uh, you weren't around when I got there. Was Nigel and Dodsey there? Yeah. Tiki sod. Oui. Anyway. Yeah. Oui, lads. Oui. Yeah. Michael Malin, we're still <laughs> going. Friend. Michael, I remember the days he didn't like you. I think I preferred him then. Michael Malin, (laughs) VAR. No, never. Yes, Michael. Let's have it. Refs of Mike's in their trap holes up their nose, on their wrist. Pretty soon they'll have a sky dish up their arse. And still nothing will be on. Tom Butcher. What, Anderson out of the season? What a big blow that is. We should put Zabaleta on the wing. Could do a good job with great crossing ability. <laughs> Don't know where that come from, Tom. But who said it? Uh, it was Tom Underwood. Was obviously wrong. Uh, Alan Knight. Oh, oh no, not McKnight. Alan Knight. <laughs> who won the shirt? 
We haven't drawn it yet, Al. Sean will get round to it. We draw it. Perhaps we'll have to draw it next week, live or now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We'll do it next week, live or now, and it will give us more time to... I'll tell you what we do. I'll put a number to each person. I'll ask you to choose a number between one and thing, and then I'll What, next I'll week, live on okay? it? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Right, Super Team Shaman. George? Luke's dad. Now that Arnie has left, can Sean tell us what he knew about him but couldn't tell us at the time? Great show as ever. Oh, can you? Um, That's a great shout. Come on, Sean. What did you know about Arnie that we didn't know? When the fun stops, stop. I'm not sure I can really. Um, Is that cryptic? When the fun stops. When the fun stops. Well, supporting West Ham, I think, stopped being fun about when the Canio left. But I've still not stopped. Hmm. Oh, it's not to do with, no, fruit machines, is it? Jing, 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 God, move on. Oh, still, at least it's good to see the club put him in the uh, lineup to start the game on Saturday on Instagram. <laughs> and thought they'd got away with it. Oh, dear. John, listen, you may accept you can't say it, but I'm entitled to laugh at it, and I'll probably stick the photo on Facebook later. Since the photo was sent to all of us and not just to you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Mr. Stringy, if you're listening, it was good to see you. Is that it? Oh, my God. It is. Well, we right, can't do Twitter because no one bothered to post on there anymore. All right. Anyway, anyway, predictions, George. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory. Come on, you irons. And you're going to be there. Uh, Nigel? If the ticket arrives in the post in time. I don't want to worry him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think, well, we've lost there 3-1, and then we lost there 1-0. So I think, having seen Brighton, we're going to lose. They all will be high. Okay. They played well last uh, weekend, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, they and won 3-0 against... Mopay, aren't they, up front? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go I'm for doing. a 1-0, 1-0 win for West Ham <laughs> <laughs> to break our our August up. And that's all I've done for. I'd love to go, Quickly. but I haven't got a ticket. Super and they... 6, I'll beat Sean this week. Yeah, but, and I'm yeah, above you in the league, and we'll catch up more later next week when George ain't got to have his dinner. Yeah. Um, by the way, there was an awful, awful mess up on the ballot for both Watford and uh, and uh, Brighton. We maybe you talk two about can that carry on if you week, want. I'm happy yeah. to, to leave you to it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, that's all. That's all we have time <laughs> for this week. Want to chat, uh, <laughs> George has been. I've been here, back starving, but I think by now. Um, Nigel has been far. Ah! And uh, he's angry. And I've been Sean. Uh, tune in in two minutes for part two when we go on for another two hours. Not really. Bye. So funny. I forgot to tell people about my article that wouldn't get published about nothing. Oh, you're not allowed, allowed to talk about that. that. I've got an article about nothing. It's the best article I ever wrote. And just, they just publish just it. Just tweet about you're it. You're not allowed. To... I, uh, yeah, I don't want to no. upset the people. No, you're not right. You're not oh. talking about it. Oh, I should have just published it myself. I'm editing this out. <laughs> Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.